The following is a continuation of the previous episode. Welcome to the Yellow Balloons podcast, a collection of teachings to help you navigate the transformational possibilities of a God-centered perspective. We pray these insights from scripture will inspire and encourage you. Number three is nature and circumstances. This is a way, way to listen to God. Let me show you Psalm 19. Psalm chapter 19. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handwork day under day, utters speech. And night unto night reveals knowledge. There's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Can you go somewhere on the earth and not see the sky? Well, actually you can these days. It's not because it's not there, though, just because it's been covered up with light pollution or air pollution. Their line has gone through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. Look at verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord and true and righteous altogether. More to be desired than gold. Same thing. Much fine gold, sweeter than honey. Moreover, by them your servants warn, and in keeping them there's great rewards. And how do we get this gold? Just look around. Just look around you. Now, in our urban kind of culture, this, this, this actually gets harder to do. It's, uh, it requires actually some effort, I'd say. Although, you could walk over to the light switch... And as you flip it on, instead of just not thinking, you could say, there's little little uh, fellas in there spinning around, little, little electrons just buzzing and humming and bumping into each other. And how in the world do they go from just spinning around to making that thing glow like that and turning on light? That's the sun coming in here. And how did that get? I mean, we could do that. And, and I try to do that a little bit just to kind of be aware of what's going on around me. It's not quite in your face as, as it would be in an agricultural economy. And I have to admit, when I've dabbled in ranching a little bit, it's, it's been more kind of in my face than some of this hypothetical stuff we work with. I mean, I've got this, I've got this machine here that's, you know, I, I tap on it and it starts giving me books. How does that work? Anybody, can anybody even start to tell me how this works? But this is just kind of so far past us, we tend to not even think about it. It's magic. Magic. Well, I think that's probably the best explanation. Yeah, Tim, I think about what Paul wrote in Romans 1, that this idea of God's presence in creation is why we are without excuse. Yes. It is everywhere. We may may be blinded by the bright lights or whatever, there. That's really well said, Mark. You know, um, you know that verse that says, uh, 
How will they hear unless a preacher is sent? Do you remember what the very next verse is? Oh, well, sorry, the very next passage, it says, uh, and have they all heard? Yes, because the heavens declare the glory of God. Everybody's heard. Yes, Tom? No, I think your point is really well taken because, you know... That's all, that's all we needed to hear. <laughs> we're done now. The godly man has said we're good, yeah. That's what's going on. It is, you know, like I get up every morning... It's usually dark and go to work and I go in a dark room and I spend 10 to 12 hours in there at a computer. Yeah. And that's what I do. Like, and I'll do it nine or 10 days in a row. We should all pray for you. You should. And, and you know, that's what we want. And you're, ble- <laughs> and you're blessing everybody by doing it. I thank you for okay. being willing to do that. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so I think this, you know, we live in a man-made environment. Yes. And to see nature is really, especially when you look out here Well, now, let me take issue with you on that. So it it depends on where your eyes are. If your eyes look down, it's not pretty. If your eyes look up, it's awesome out here. I was going to say, we were were in New Mexico a couple of days ago, and I went outside at night, and you came out of watching TV. And and you walk outside, and you go, there's a few stars out there. And then I turned the porch light off, and my eyes accommodated. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cloudy out here. It was the Milky Way. It was the Milky Way. <laughs> uh, there were billions of stars yeah. Out there. But I mean, you got you to go someplace else to, to see. Well, actually, um, I'm, I put in a plug for Triple L Ranch, which is only seven miles outside of town. It's brilliant out there. You don't really have to get that far away from town for it to all turn on. But you got to look up, you know, and I, I, I don't always think to do that. I'm more inclined to look at the red, little flashing red lights of the windmills over there. Than... <laughs> it's neat out there as I bring the kids walking after a rain in the desert. You know, after a rain in the desert, seeing all the life that comes up, and it's just amazing. Yeah. You know, because it's just not there, and then all of a sudden there's Boom. clouds croaking and all kinds of stuff. That yeah, know. well said. When I was in ranching, one of the things that happened to me that was uh, one of the, or when I've dabbled in ranching, we, we raised goats for a little while which was a whole education in and of itself. But my, one of my favorite things the goats would do is stick their head through the fence and they'd get their horns stuck, and they could usually get themselves out. But occasionally I'd go over there and try to get them out. You know what they'd do when you're trying to get their head out of the fence? Yeah, they'd kick you, and, then, and they would just scream, you know, you're killing me, you're killing me. Like, you're going to die if you don't get out of here. And then I thought, I think I kind of do that pretty often. You know, God's just trying to get my head out of the fence. I'm like, stop, stop, I know best. Don't, don't do this to me. Leave me alone. Like your two-year-old that falls in the water. You're trying to, you're trying to fish him out. Leave me alone, I'm drowning. Well, nature is one, but you know, circumstances there's also one. Let's look at Numbers 14.22. God is talking to us through circumstances all the time. No, that's Numbers 22. Numbers 14.22. Let's start in 20. Then the Lord said... 
I've pardoned according to your word. But truly, as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, because all these men who seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness have put me to the test now these ten times and haven't heeded my voice. Now, what was it God did in the wilderness for the children of Israel? What were some of the things he did? Manna. Every day this manna, which, which means in Hebrew, what is it? It's just this stuff showed up. What is it? And at first, well, they were so excited about the manna, weren't they? And how long did it take before it's like manna again? It wasn't very long, right? And they just got used to it. And it was every day. It was a miracle. What is a miracle? It's something that doesn't happen all the time is all, is all it is. I mean, gosh, you know, just think about, let's just think about a miracle that's happening right now. I have a little control center in my body someplace. Maybe, maybe it's in my body. Maybe it's somewhere else. I don't know. My mind is there. Whatever that is, nobody can, nobody can explain what it is. We all know we have one. Uh, the Spirit of God is there. My flesh is there. And there's a Sunday morning news program debate going on where they're all arguing with each other about what should happen. And my will is there. It's got a little buttons and knobs in front of it, and it's pushing yes, no, sit down, stand up, yell, scream, be quiet. Okay, And, and they're all at this com- control center. And... I decided what to say to you. That's part of my control center. My flesh is over there yelling. Spirit's over there yelling. Because what, what are they doing with what? Lusting against one another, right? And, and I pushed a button and an electrical circuit happened. It goes into my brain. And then my brain started telling my tongue to flop. And my vocal cords start constricting. And it caused me to, or it's causing me to compress the air. And that's creating sound waves. And then little sound waves are migrating over to your ear. And there's little bones in there and hairs. And they're wiggling. And it's firing off little electrical things that are going in your brain. And a message comes up on a 90-inch screen in your control center. And your mind's there, whatever that is. And the spirit's there. And your flesh is there, and they're all watching that screen. And then they all start talking. That's what, this is what that means. And the flesh is saying, you're hungry. <laughs> and uh, don't think about that. Think about how hungry you are. Why should, why should you listen to that guy? He doesn't know. What, what's, and your spirit's saying, this is what you really should be hearing. And you got to make a decision and punch a button. And that's all going on. And that's not a miracle? Why do we not call that a miracle? Because it happens all the time. Especially when you consider you're involved. Yeah, right. (laughs) And it's all accidental. (laughs) You know, we're standing right here 
on a ball that's 25,000 miles in circumference that's whirling at thousands of miles an hour, spinning around. And it's not throwing us off. If we were in Australia, we'd be upside down and it'd still be working. And, it, and it's going around the sun. And if it wobbles just a few degrees one way or the other, we'll either freeze or burn up. And we're just walking around like nothing's happening. And it's been going on day after day after day. And that's not a miracle. It's not a miracle because it's been happening. So I think, I think our view of it's not that different than these guys. We see God working all the time. Babies are born. But you think about how a baby happens? Starts with two cells? My gosh, that's not a miracle? But we're used to it. We didn't see we're desensitized is a good word. You know, I'd like to have some quail, really. Maybe a few greens. God, man, the onions were good back in Egypt. We used to we used to spend all day, seven days a week, stomping bricks in Egypt. You idiot! I'm just not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about the onions. <sighs> yeah, that's just kind of what we do. But we don't have to. We have a choice. You know, with the will sitting there with the buttons in the, we we can actually choose to pay attention to our circumstances in such a way that we're listening, and we learn from those circumstances. So the fourth one is the tough one. The fourth one will be a challenge for any Bible church person. And that is, I'm sorry to say this, the Spirit actually talks to us all the time. Just had to deliver that news. Let's look at John 16. Of course, I'm being facetious. What's that? <laughs> John 16, verse 12. Jesus speaking, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them right now. If I said them, you wouldn't be able to handle it. What do you think those guys were thinking when they... You think they're glad that, oh, thank goodness he's not going to say that? Or, oh, come on, we can handle it? I don't know. I would say them to you right now, but you can't handle it. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears... He will speak. You can't bear this from me right now, but I'm going to send the Spirit, and when you can bear it, He will speak it to you. And He will tell you things to come. Now, you know, if you look up the actual kind of Greek words and passages that use this phrase, you know what things to come means? Things that had not happened yet. Gets even more uncomfortable for Bible church people, right? That's what it says. Since we're Bible church people, why don't we just listen to the whole thing? 
And what he's saying here is the Spirit's speaking to us all the time. In this control center that we all have, the Spirit's talking. And if we learn to listen, we can hear. And you say, well, but the Bible trumps that. Well, I didn't say, I didn't say that these that the Spirit's overriding what the Bible says. What does it say? The Spirit will not speak on His own authority. The Spirit only speaks what He hears. The Spirit's God. And and you have here God saying, I'm not going to say anything I didn't hear. You think He's being careful about the truth? I don't think we have to worry about the Spirit saying anything that's inconsistent with Scripture. One of the ways we can determine who's talking at this table, because, you know, the flesh is really good about saying, "Uh, I'm using my spirit voice right now, and I want you to think I'm the Spirit. And you would like to think that too, so let's just pretend. Okay? Because, because that, that we, that's a way to self-justify, right? And one of the ways we can tell, is that really Spirit talking? Is, is whether it's lining up with the Bible or not. Because they're never going to conflict. But the Spirit's always talking to us. Now, this was, incredibly, um, this was an incredible advance for me. Because I kind of grew up with the notion that you only could talk to God and you could only hear from God in dedicated times where you were doing nothing else and you had to have like 15 minute minimum before God would start talking you know if you don't if you and, and only in the morning you know only in the morning you, yeah the earlier the better you know this quiet time thing and the longer you go the more God talks he's like he I'm not you have to, he's sort of like God has to warm up, you know. And I'm not going to talk for a while, and then the longer you're there, the faster I'm going to jabber. Well, no, no, that's really not that way. The Spirit's always there, always leading, always talking. So I, I started realizing, and I've got this three-way conversation going on in my mind all the time. So I, I'm, I'm always in conversation with, I, I'll talk to the flesh too. Man, you talk to your dog, don't you? And yeah, so I just talk to the flesh that way. Like I don't really have, I don't really want to hear what you have to say. Or I, you know, I I recognize that that's my historical uh, pattern, but I don't actually have to do that. Uh, and and I talk to the spirit. I listen to the spirit, and I've gotten to where I understand kind of the spirit's jokes. Uh, there's this. Uh, there used to be this TV show called Laverne and Shirley. And the major, the, we used to watch it in college. And the main joke was there was these two greasy characters. I forget their name. Len, uh, Lenny and well, Squiggy. Ah, oh, everybody else watched it in college too. And the major joke was somebody would say, it was, it was a gag that was in every deal. Somebody would say something like, who could be greasier and nastier than that? And one and Lenny and Squiggy would walk in and say, "Hello." <laughs> that was all, that was always and it was always something of, you know, de- de- denigrating to somebody, and they would show up just at the right time. Well, that's funny when stuff happens just at the right time. And, and I'm going to tell you from my perspective, if you're watching circumstance happen, you can actually see the spirit do that and show up and say, "Hello," and stuff just pops up just at the right time. It's actually pretty funny. So. Uh, I think I think that when we are in a position to listen to the Spirit, 
that we have the ability to uh, get this gold because the Spirit's always speaking. Let's look at Galatians 5. And you see this uh, in clear... um, in clear words here, when it, verse 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another. This lust word here means an intense desire for. We tend to think of lust only as a negative thing because people's intense desire is too often for things that will destroy them. But the Spirit has an intense desire for us too, and its intense desire is for us to have this riches, this water, this food, this clothing that brings us life and joy. That's what the Spirit's intense desire. And they're combating one another. Well, how is that combating going to happen if not in our thought life, if not in speaking? You know your flesh is talking all the time, right? Hitting. Killing undermine that lady stab her in the back she did it to you do it back to her right you're always hearing those things all the time aren't you that guy cut you off what can you do to get him back just just try a big honk give him a stare a glare you know that thing's always going on and the spirit's over there you, you're gonna be sorry don't do it just wait count to 10 then we'll talk right you all you always have this it's always going on. You know it's happening. Well, it's because they have a lust. For who? For you. And they're, they're trying to get the, whoever's at that control center punching the buttons and doing the control to do what they want. And the Spirit's, so, I mean, the Spirit's saying, do what God wants you to do. And the flesh is saying, you're in control. By that, the flesh means what? If you do what I tell you to do, you're my slave. Doesn't ever use those words. But that's the, that's the point of Scripture. So we always have the Spirit talking to us. Okay, so what's all that, what's all that land? Let's just land it all in Hebrews chapter 12. So this is, the, this is the conclusion. Hebrews chapter 12. We want riches. We get riches by hearing. We get, and when we hear God's word through these four different ways, reading the scripture, listening to other godly people, nature and circumstance, and listening to the spirit in our soul, well, then that's when we're getting riches. But look at the alternative to riches, what poverty looks like. Hebrews 12, verse 25, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. This is New Testament book. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, how much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth? If you look at the context here, it's talking about Mount Sinai. But he's promised yet one more, uh, yet once more I shake not only earth but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of things being shaken, like the whole earth, the universe is going to blow up. Verse 28, Therefore, since we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. The alternative, this is basically telling us we've got Mount Sinai inside of us. Okay, Mount Sinai is this awesome event where there was a mountain and all this fire and lightning and stuff and God talking. And the people said, ah, we don't, we don't want to, we're afraid to hear that because we're going to die if we, 
Okay, that's, that's now inside of us. And that same God that spoke on that mountain that awed everybody is now talking to us through the Spirit on the inside. And the question is, are you going to refuse that? So not only is there this wonderful opportunity of having gold and riches, there's this terrible downside of not listening to Him. That's the voice that's going to blow up the whole heaven and the earth and speak into existence a, reform, a reformation of new heaven and new earth. And that's who you don't want to listen to? So, immense upside. A lot of downside. Listen, that's where riches come from. God, thank you for your spirit. May we hear your spirit's voice. May we see you in nature and all the events of the day. May we be the godly people that bring your word to others. And may we hear your word from the scripture today and become rich as a result. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Yellow Balloons podcast. If you want more information on adopting a God-centered perspective, visit our website at yellowballoons.net. And if you have any questions related to what you just heard, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at contact at yellowballoons.net. Thanks for listening.